0: everybody. I'm Gretchen Zellick from Donuts and Pie Fitness and this is? I'm Annie Gibbons also from Donuts and Pie Fitness and we're here. If you've been following us you know that we are interviewing people across the nation that we feel are experts on aging enthusiastically and Bob is a perfect person. This is Bob Jensen and he really fits the narrative for us as far as doing something out of the box that not everybody does, but it's bringing such joy, he'll go on about that, but it really is about aging enthusiastically and doing something that you may never even think about doing it, it just gives us another perspective on on how to make this uh, aging process a wonderful thing. So this is Bob Jensen, he's an ultra runner, and what we first wanna find out about is how you started this extreme running
1: well uh I never was a real uh runner uh, i was uh, i ran in high school but um i never you know never never was a runner never was a jogger and then um they uh, my kids were going to a, a a school and they were looking for a cross country coach i was at one of the parents' nights and i said well you don't really have to know anything about running you just kind of you know you look like you're Fit. You can you know keep up with the kids. Needed <laughs> an assistant coach, so I said, "All right, I'll do it." And um, I liked it a lot. I liked running with uh, the uh, middle schoolers, and uh, I thought um, oh, it was pretty good. Their cross country team they didn't do more than uh, a little over two miles. They did, so I thought, "Oh, I could do that." And uh, next thing I know, I started running more myself. And I just really liked, I always liked hiking, being outside, things like that. And I never considered myself a runner because a, I'm was a bigger guy. I was 190, 200 pounds, six feet. Um, didn't look like a runner. But I discovered that I had a lot of endurance. I was never fast, but I could go like that Energizer buddy. I could Bunny. I could just go. And um, so... We had gone on a trip to um, Australia, and we were out in the bush with my family. We had taken uh, five months off, and we had uh, done this little trip around the world, and we were on this backpack trip in the bush in Australia. Second day into the trip, I saw these runners were coming through where we were stopping for water, and they call them a billibong. It's a watering hole, and they had numbers on, and they were carrying their water bottles, and I said, where would you guys from it Obviously was a race. He said, oh, from the park entrance. I was like, when? I said, this morning. I was like, that's like over, that's like 50 kilometers from here. That's like over 30 miles. And I said, now where are you going? They said, we're running back. I was like, that's like 100 kilometers, you're doing that <laughs> a day? They go, yeah, mate, you know. So I just, and this place was beautiful. I was like, wow, wouldn't it be great? That's a great thing, running through like this great place. And I'm, I'm like, how do they do it? So when I got back to the States, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a runner. And he goes, oh, yeah, I've been, I've been talking to you about that. And I just didn't hear it. That's how I found out about ultra running. <laughs> Very cool. And how old were
0: you at that point?
1: I was 50. How old was I when we were in Australia? 52? I had a birthday there, right? Yeah, I was 52. Wow. And I, and I wasn't a runner. And, uh, Amazing, and I said, and I said to my, my coach at the time, this guy Pete Stringer, who was an ultra runner, who was about yeah. ten years older than me. He said, um, "Well, if you want to do, I'll we'll start training together." So he started training me, and now uh, I'd never run a race before, not even a five k. Wow. And after training all summer, um, he said, "I think you're ready for your first race in uh, September." And I said, Oh, great, what should I do? And he goes, Well, there's this really good fifty K you could uh enter. And I was like, Fifty K, are you kidding me? I've run a five K. And he goes, Ah, you can do it. Don't worry about it, you know? And he goes, It's just it's just like and it was in the Green Mountains and it was the Vermont fifty K and it was all trail, mostly trails in the Green Mountains. And he said, Don't worry, you have all day to do it, you know? And I'm like Okay, let's do it. And I, wow. did it. I finished it and it was painful. Um, but I realized that my body could do everything. The only, the times that I realized that the times I thought of quitting had nothing to do with my body and my, mm. my physical body. It all had to do with up here.
0: Right.
1: So then at that point I realized this whole thing, like aging, like physical fitness, everything. If you have a body that's working, then there's nothing that can keep you from doing what you want to do or anything. And then I set my sights on more uh, distance and um, that, and as long as my body was holding up I could do it. But it was this thing between my ears that was going to stop yeah. me because the only times I thought of like oh I can't do this was when I thought about it. It had nothing to do with uh, hurting myself or anything, you know. Um, so I
0: you, you, so, you've been running for what, li- over 10 years now. Have you had to make any modifications or have you had any injuries?
1: Yeah, I had, you know, the, the typical runner stuff, overuse injuries, you know. So, you had to be mindful of that and um, the, you know, plantar fasciitis and the pulled Achilles and the gastromemias, gastric memeus pops and, you know, all these little weird things. But, you You talk to people who have had it before, and like my coach at the time, he had torn his Achilles, and um, he got it repaired and continued running again. So I never had any serious, serious injuries. Um, The worst was the plantar fasciitis, and I remember um, it was so painful, and I kept running, and I tried everything. I went to acupuncturist, and then I started doing yoga. Mm. And in three months of doing yoga, I went away. Wow! And, wow. Uh, uh, in the meantime, though, I was I was gearing up to run Boston Marathon, and I got in. I was running Boston Marathon, and I did the only thing I ever did medically that I wish I didn't do was, and I was seeing a podiatrist, and I ended up getting the cortisone shots. But that was just so that I could do the marathon. Right. I entered it. And well. Twenty and. When
0: you get in Boston, you got to do what you got to do to get that's to right. do that, that's, right. Right. that's, so that's the done. race.
1: Yeah. yeah. But after uh, that, the cortisone eventually wore off and then you're back with the same old problem. Right.
0: The same spot. And, yeah.
1: um, so after about three months of yoga, hot yoga, it was Bikram yoga. Bikram,
0: I've, I've seen you in that. I've been in one of those classes with you.
1: Yeah. It, <laughs> it, the, all the symptoms, which the podiatrist told me that I probably would have for a long time, they got the lifts and I stopped running and, and then the, the heel spurs from the result of the plantar fasciitis where the tissue was tearing away causing these little calcifications yeah. and they got sharp and then the, the pressure on your heel hurts so much and drive you through the roof the pain um, after the plantar fasciitis was gone um, Thought he thought those would be surgically removed but after another three four months of yoga.
0: That's incredible, that's, that's incredible. Great. So how do you how, how do you stay motivated? Um, like I know it. you said it's all up yeah, here in your mind, but is there something you go through that helps you to stay in your mind and not in your body and, or maybe vice versa? But what is well, it that keeps you motivated?
1: Well, I think you're right, you were right. First, staying in your mind and staying, staying in my body, right? Right. Um, and noticing my body, not what's going on up here. Uh, my body's in the present moment. It's what's happening right now. Um, everything else between my ears is yesterday or today is projecting or, or ruminating over the past. So I try to stay in the present moment, in the perfect place for that present moment is in my body, whether it hurts or not, whether it's sore. Um, I used to run a lot with music to try to distract mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And I was at one of my uh, teacher's houses, uh, my uh, mindfulness uh, teacher, um, this guy uh, called John zinn I don't know, you guys might have heard of him, but he asked me. I ran over to his house, it was like 23 miles from my house. And um, he said, You always run with like those things in your ears? I go, Yeah, always. Because you, know? you should try running without them. This is about eight years ago. And he goes, You'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped listening to music running. And running just got better. It just really? Yeah, it got better. You know, I always thought I had to have music for, you know, the long runs to keep me distracted. Right. I realized I just needed to pay attention more to my body and to everything around me. You know, there's so much, there's so much going on around me that there's a lot to pay attention to. It took a little while to get used to that um, because I was so used to listening to music and having my attention pulled away. Um, but sometimes I missed the, like the beat or whatever. Right. But um, I realized that when I stopped listening to music, I I had less accidents. Oh, right. Less tripping, um, less, uh, I was more mindful. I could pay attention more mm-hmm. to my body. There was a lot more things to pay attention to that were right here instead of listening to the music in my head. So, wow. so
0: that's really good advice. And I'm telling you, your enthusiasm for extreme running makes me want to go out and, and start doing it. But I'm curious what your advice for people um, generally who aren't you know, extreme runners, what, what's your, um, how would you suggest that people age enthusiastically? What's
1: your advice? Um, I guess it would be to get out and move, <laughs> keep moving. Whether it's running or walking, I have to be honest with you a lot of my running right is actually just fast walking um so in one of the vermont hundreds i did the, the best one i did was a little over 26 hours i think to do 100 miles um but the guy who won it did it in 15 hours <laughs> so i mean so he obviously didn't do a lot of walking right and so i realized that i wasn't going to run the whole thing i wasn't going to do 15 hours or even 20 hours, I was gonna go at my pace, what my body would let me do. And that meant, if that meant walking up hills, that was walking up hills. Right. If that right. meant um, running and walking flats, you know, so I did whatever I could do to finish. Right. So it's paying attention to your body, getting out and moving. I also did things like yoga. Yoga was really good because what yoga does is connects your mind and body together. Really? Like some people, Um, they think that they're separate, but if you can put the two together, you can, you can exercise and you could, um, find, I don't want to say it's kind of corny, your happy place, but finding this connection between your mind and your body, um, yoga was able to kind of fuse that. I mean, I, I went to the gym. I used to work out in the gym and lift weights. There's certain things you do to strengthen different muscles that you can't really do while you're running. Um, so yeah, I I worked out with, you know, machines and weights and stuff, squats and did pull-ups and it's not just your, your lower half, but you got to work on your upper half too and finding other people to do it with people that kind of, you know, some camaraderie there, some, um, and yoga was a perfect place to find that. Um, so, and then, um, I think mindfulness and meditation was another big thing yeah that, that was able to for me to see i was always at this i used to always think of aging in terms of my parents and my my parents uh siblings so my aunts and my uncles and my parents that when they were 50 they were old they they really stopped doing a lot of things physically um that generation uh, my my father's uh, and the world war II generation the greatest generation didn't seem to be real physical and by the time they were in their 50s and 60s they were like looking and they didn't do a lot of things and I was like when I got to and also they had all these physical problems and I just didn't want to go there and so I realized that if I was going to age differently than them I just needed to be more physical and not that like my father had a probably pretty much a sit down job. He didn't, he wasn't very physical in his work, but he had plenty of time to, you know, do the things like to go running or hiking or of course they didn't run back in the fifties and the sixties. Right. Right. You know, I, I realized when when I hit my middle age, when I got to be 50 or whatever, I realized that, uh, when I started running that this is it, this, if I'm an, and I started feeling better and I started, I think I started looking better. Didn't I start looking better?
0: (laughs) Of course you did, Bob. It's so important. What you're saying is because we do see it generationally and you know, now we do see a lot of people paying more attention to being active. It seems like you became active and then you became mindful and then you got yoga. And one thing just leads to the next that just makes your life change completely. And it's, and it's, uh, it's so great to hear you explain how this happened in your life. It's so motivational to me. I know to other people as well. Yeah. I yeah. love the quote. This is it. That, I mean, the, how that just sums it right up. This is it. Yeah.
1: yeah. This is it. We're, now, yeah. Yeah. And we're not like, I'm not um, a super athlete. And um, you know, there were times when I was training was like, Oh, maybe I'm going to like, maybe I could like, get really fast and maybe I could set all these kind of goals to like produce more so that I get faster and that I could do more. And then I realized that, well, you know, I'm starting out with this body that I have. Um, It was never a runner's body. Um, And I don't know if I was going to turn it into anything, but what I wanted to do was just to be able to age and be healthy and not get sicker and worry when I got older, and I right. realized, is it, if you keep moving, if you keep active. I had a friend of mine who never exercised, never did anything, and he said, "You know, you keep, you know, your heart's only good for so many beats. You know? and, and you, you keep, you know, you're gonna you're wasting all those beats running and everything." And I'm <laughs> like, "It's not true." <laughs> like, <laughs> that's crazy. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but. It's not- You know, I believe what, you know, uh, Neil Young says, better to burn out than it is to rust, right? You know, Right. Um, I don't want to rust. And Helen Hayes
0: said, when you rest, you rust. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So I don't, you know, I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to age. So I'm 66. Um, I'm in pretty good shape. I'm in better shape than some of my son's friends.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. And, um, but that doesn't mean I'm any better than them. It's just, just means that maybe, you know, like my son, I said, you know, I, he, maybe by the time he gets in his late thirties or forties, he'll like decide to do something. Right. You know, I, I grew up, I always had a physical job. So physically I was always, you know, pretty lean and in shape and everything from being, um, working manual labor to being a commercial fisherman. I was on my, feed a lot, so I'm used to working, um, but I think that my perspective of aging changed when I started running, because I started seeing some other guys, even my coach who was 10 years younger than me, I went out to Leadville, Colorado to pace him in the Leadville 100, the guy is was almost 70, and I went out to pace him, and I was amazed at what he could do out there at that altitude. Yeah. I got to, to Leadville. It Was at nine thousand feet. I brought my stuff up to the second floor of the bed and breakfast, and I could hardly breathe. <laughs> and he went out there three weeks early. Three weeks early to train. And that's
0: all—just three weeks.
1: To acclimate. Yeah,
0: Jeez, that's not a lot.
1: Yeah, I know. And and I was like, oh. I said, age has nothing to do. With it, no. Man. It doesn't, it doesn't. slow down after a while, but. Yeah. You know, I see myself doing this until I'm in my 80s anyways, unless I break something. I don't want to be that guy who falls down and breaks his hip or his hip breaks and then he falls down. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> right. he's right. brittle bones or whatever. So, um, All
0: right. Well, Bob, thank you so much. It's been really fun to hear about this adventure. And I think an incredible example for aging enthusiastically. I just, if you don't get it out of this, what you just said, you're probably never gonna get it. <laughs> so, it's really, it's really very valuable, all the things that you've F. just- is all loved. in here, I think. All in, yeah. all in there, it's all in there, that's right. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank right. you, Bob. Yeah. See you later! Yeah. Bye! Bye.
1: Bye. Right. Oh is I don't drink your smoke. This episode was brought to you by Gretchen Zellick and Annie Gibbons. If you'd like to find out more, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fitness and on our YouTube page where you can find more interviews like the one you just heard. Both of those links are available in the description. Don't forget to check out our website at donutsapplyfitness.com.